Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. I am so excited that you are here with me today because we're going to be talking about boundaries. We're going to be talking about emotional abuse. I feel like this is something that is talked about a lot, um, but when it comes down to it and you're dealing with this difficult relationship and somebody that you love so much that's in front of you, you don't actually really know what to do. I've struggled to even know what to do. It's a very, very hard place when we have to make choices of having healthy boundaries with somebody who we love so much and we're confused. Is this actually bad behavior or not? Where you kind of get confused and you're not quite sure. A lot of times that's signs of emotional abuse. And the other piece of this, we can overuse this. We can say that somebody's emotionally abusing us when really it might be something the Lord is just bringing up for us to process through and work on. But no matter what, when the real concept of emotional abuse shows up, it is painful. It is hard. And being able to grow in our maturity with the Lord takes time and it takes bumps and it takes bruises. And so my hope is that this podcast will help to bring some of those bruises, to bring some of those bumps, to not be so bumpy. My hope is that you will feel more prepared by hearing what you're going to hear in this podcast so that when you're dealt with something in a relationship with someone else that feels like abuse, you feel stronger of being able to identify what it is. And if you have to make a healthy boundary with something that you feel like you can. So God, we just pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you come and you be here right now. Be with the listeners wherever they are at, God. We pray for your peace to come over them, and just for the, from the tip of their head all the way to your feet, Lord, that they, they can just let go of whatever it is that they're dealing with, and they can just step in and just be with you. We're just little kids sitting at our Papa's feet. We love you, God. We're so thankful for the cross. We're so thank you for the power of your blood. And so we just plead your blood right now over our emotions, over our relationships, over our mind and our soul. And we pray, God, that you help us to move into a place to better understand you, to have eyes to see and ears to hear. And I also just pray for healing, that there is healing that happens from broken relationships from pain in the past so that we can move forward. I pray that I say everything that you want me to say, God, nothing more, nothing less. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. I want to make sure that you check out other podcasts that I have. In episode 56, I actually did an episode on healthy boundaries. Um, so I want to encourage you to go back to look at that. I'm going to just do just a quick recap of kind of the definition of like unhealthy boundaries, a lack of it, just so we kind of have some of the basics of it. So rigid boundaries is when we like avoid intimacy, we avoid close relationships, you are unlikely to ask for help, 
you have few close friends, um, very protective of personal information. You kind of can seem detached, especially with romantic partners. And then you keep others at a distance. Um, and then the lack of this is really like oversharing personal information. You have a hard time saying no to the request of others. Over-involved in other people's problems, dependent on the opinions of others, accepting of abuse or disrespect because you believe you're helping. Fear of rejection if you don't comply with others. Um, and then people with healthy boundaries really, really value their own opinions. They have a healthy fear of the Lord. They don't compromise values for others. So their values are number one. You, you don't over or under share personal information. You really share in an appropriate way. You know your, per you know your personal wants and needs and you can communicate them. And you accept when others say no to them and you really don't argue, fight, or have a temper tantrum. Okay, so I just kind of wanted to communicate what that is, rigid boundaries, lack of boundaries, oversharing personal information, and then what it means to actually have healthy boundaries. And so the reason why I would talk about that and just kind of have that basic information is I'm going to go a little bit deeper to kind of the depths of why we need to know this. When there are things that happen in a relationship that you can't put your finger on, and you just kind of feel insecure. You you have this like lack of confidence after you're with that person, or sometimes you feel like confused, or you start to wonder, you know, what did I say wrong? Or I want you to notice that. I want you to pay attention to that. I'm not automatically saying that that person is being emotionally abusive, um, but sometimes when there's a repeated pattern of you questioning yourself with a certain person. You want to pay attention to that pattern. You want to pay attention to the um, the consistency of that. And oftentimes, these can be people who are very significantly important people to us, really close people. Um, and so the reason why I'm wanting to do this episode is I'm actually seeing a little bit more repeated patterns of close family relationships where you wonder what's wrong with you. And when I actually go back and do the analysis, I do a genogram and really kind of look at the attachment figures in some of these people's lives. I'm finding out that even from the beginning, there was an insecure attachment. There was disorganized attachment from the beginning. And so even the attachment from the beginning caused this lack of confidence, caused this insecurities, and also within this, this lack of healthy boundaries. So I'm wanting to bring this up, not for you to be like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I really had this tough upbringing and I, you know, didn't realize that this was happening, but I'm really wanting us to have an awakening and awareness that if we struggle with healthy boundaries right now, there very often could be an attachment issue from the very beginning. And we want to allow God to go back from before we were born, when we were a baby, to be able to have God teach us healthy boundaries from the beginning, teach us that healthy attachment. And we want to do this anyways. If you had a healthy upbringing and you didn't struggle with this disorganized attachment, we want to be attached to God. I've done some episodes on this where I talk about having a healthy attachment with God. And it, this is for purposes of this fruit of the Spirit to grow from us. That as we have a healthy attachment to God, then what it talks about in Galatians, where the fruit of the Spirit grows from us, it's a natural byproduct. It's a natural flow that as we attach to God, 
we then have the peace that surpasses understanding that grows, this love, we have this love from God that comes from us towards other people. We have eyes to see and ears to hear. And so there's this natural transformation that really happens in us because we're attached to God. And so I want to encourage you to do this no matter what, even if you did have a healthy upbringing. Um, But I'm also specifically wanted to have this pay attention to some of you because I have seen so many people who have been in and out of therapy they even do inner inner healing and they're wondering like, what the heck, why am I still struggling with boundaries? Why do I still have a hard time with relationships? And there could be from the beginning, this insecure attachment that's taught you eyes to accept abuse, eyes to think that it's okay, emotions to get used to emotional manipulation and control. And so when someone is actually treating you healthy, you don't recognize it because you're used to that abuse. This is often what happens when we're conditioned in ways to think that I am just insecure or I am just this way. We have these things about ourselves that we might believe like I am just a really big loud mouth or I, um, you know, I've always just struggled with being shy and I'm not a very talkative person. These are not truths. Okay. They're not things that the Lord actually has for you. Maybe you are more introverted or maybe the Lord's actually called you to speak out and you are meant to use your voice, but you're not a loud, annoying person. That right there is a lie. And so when we have things that are hurtful, that are comments that are not fruitful, there could be a pattern and a Um, consistency with people in your life that have communicated something that's not true, that makes you think that there's something wrong with you when in fact you've actually had some unhealthy boundaries, unhealthy attachment that's been telling you things about yourself that's not true. All right. So I just want you to notice this, pay closer attention. So I just ask for the Holy Spirit to just kind of give you eyes to see, not to analyze and say that you have this, you know, horrible friendships or horrible upbringings, um, but really start to allow the Holy Spirit to highlight specific things within yourself that the Lord wants to actually prune that wants to take away that wants to shift and transform is what it talks about in John 15 where he takes away the dead branches and he's pruning us um it's a really important thing to be able to allow the lord to just do that with us all right so emotional abuse i want to talk about emotional abuse i've kind of talked a little bit about boundaries and i want to kind of talk about how this can happen with um what emotional abuse is when someone is using words or nonviolent behavior to really have power and control over you other words for it we could call it mental or psychological abuse and it's something that happens that we can't really put our finger on um, because again it's not a violent behavior it's very easy to see if somebody smacks you and you have a black eye that is abuse like you can physically see it you saw the activity it's very clear there's evidence that this wasn't okay but when somebody emotionally abuses you or mentally abuses you it's slow you can't see it. And often, the, when we finally figure out that it's happening, there's been a ton of damage. It's been decades of this. And so I'm hoping that this can be something that you can really see early on and you can pay attention to it. And even as parents, that we don't exert these kind of behaviors towards our kids and really come at parenting with humility and be able to say sorry and be able to work through things and really teach them how life happens. Like teach them 
emotional and behavior issues so that they can start to understand it. We, I feel like we need to really improve in our emotional maturity in this world. And so I think that that's kind of why I wanted to do this episode is because I just feel like there's like this lack of emotional maturity that we have. And again, I'm speaking for myself as well. And that really God wants to teach us to have healthy emotions, healthy boundaries, be able to recognize when something isn't healthy and, and is okay, and that we can actually do something about it. When Jesus preaches in Judea, uh, Mark 1, 35 through 39, it's also in Luke, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The crowds were looking for him and they came to him and really tried to keep him from leaving. So, you know, you can picture that they all want to be around Jesus. And you know what that feels like when somebody's saying, I need you, I want you. And Jesus simply told them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the others in town as well, because that's why I was sent. And it was just very simple. He just told him, I'm going to go preach the good news. Um, he didn't defend himself. He didn't talk about why he should or shouldn't be there. Um, he didn't step into this place of like feeling bad for them or feeling bad for himself. It was just simply factual what he was called to do. I'm called to bring the good news of the kingdom of God. And so often we bend our calling, our purpose, because of somebody's mood, because of somebody's behavior, because of how they're acting. Um, I've got a, a little example of of emotional abuse. It's very subtle. Um, but let's say you're running late, you know, something happened maybe at work and you're running late and you're going to go meet your mom for dinner. You call to let her know. She replies with, oh, you always have something going on. You're always, you're always have some sort of busyness or something that's more important than me. It's no problem. Okay, so she's saying it's no problem, but you can see by her behavior that it's it is a problem, and she's hurt by it that you're doing something hurtful. Um, so you just convince her, you know, it's no big deal. Let's just keep going. But then when you get to the restaurant, she is silent to you, and when you say, you know, let finish it at the end of the night to say goodbye, she tells you that she is doesn't have time for you and that she's not going to be calling you next week. And basically she kind of takes what you did, which is just tell her you're late, which is really not a big deal. But then with the, her hurt of feeling like you didn't put her first, then emotionally manipulates you to say she doesn't have time for you and she's not going to call you next week. Again, I'm just using this as an example. There's many little things that this can happen. And then you then think, oh my gosh, I'm not a good daughter. You know, why am I always running late? Or I have other things that are important that makes it seem like she's not important. Am I not putting her first? And, you know, you start to analyze and wonder what you're doing wrong. And this is that piece of, but it's my mom. Like she, I love her. Like she does so much for me. So you end up feeling confused because it's somebody that is important to you and that you love and you talk a lot to and you spend a lot of time with, but after the interactions, you feel very confused. And so you wonder, how do I handle this? What do I do about this? And so with this particular situation, I just want to say being able to like be late for something or if you had something going on and letting somebody know that's just the facts. They actually have a right to feel hurt by that. That's okay. But being emotionally abusive by having the silent treatment but the, and then telling you they're going to not talk to you, that right there is the emotional abuse. And so this is where then we have to then step up and have a healthy boundary with people that are not 
treating us with this kindness and respect. And this is where I just want to tell you, if you've had to do this, I feel for you. This is the hardest thing to have to do is to have a healthy boundary with somebody who clearly loves you, clearly cares about you, but you can see these unhealthy tactics of emotional manipulation that they don't even realize that they're doing. And you're the one that's forced to have to have that healthy boundary. And so, for example, a healthy boundary could be Mom, I totally understand that you feel hurt that I was that I was late and that I had this other priority right before meeting with you. I let you know that I'm sorry. You are so important to me. I really want to spend time with you. If you can't respect that, and if you can't allow me to have these situations where sometimes I might not be perfect, then I need to take a break from talking to you. That's one thing that you can say and you can take a break. Or you can just simply say, it's not okay for you to hurt me like this and manipulate me. You were silent during Derner. Then you said you're not going to talk to me next week. I don't think that's okay. I'm hurt and I'm sad. I would like it if you stop doing that. You can even then say, I listened to this podcast that talked about emotional abuse. And that's what I think you're doing. I think this is emotional abuse. You can find articles. You can even, you know, say, here's something that I think you're doing. Again, I don't think that's the best situation. I would not send an article. I would not, you know, point out and saying that you're that this is emotional abuse. With some people though, you can because you've had enough conversation. So again, it depends on where you're at in the conversation. Usually when these relationships happen, it starts out by saying, I did this and it's okay. Okay. And then, it, then you can kind of go to the next level, which is, I feel like you're emotionally abusing me because this, this, and this happened. When you have conversations with people who are emotionally abusing and don't realize that they're doing it, they will often flip it back on you. And so what you'll want to do is before going into these actions, you want to bind up the enemy's mouth. So I bind the enemy in the name of Jesus that the enemy is not able to talk when I step into this conversation. And you also pray for the Lord to open that person's heart to really allow God to speak to them from you and that they can hear that your heart is good. And so you don't want to come at it as attacking. But again, as I'm saying this to you, if there is clear emotional abuse and they're not changing, I don't want you to keep praying away abuse because this is the problem in the church is we're just saying, oh, I'm just going to pray it away. They're going to change and it's going to be okay. And then you continue to allow abuse. That is not all right. Okay, I do believe in miracles. I have seen emotional abuse decrease and change by prayers. So I know it's possible. But it isn't okay for you to continue to keep getting abused because you're praying for it and you believe that God's going to heal it as you're continuing to get whacked by abuse. That's not okay. The Lord isn't okay with that. You can see that when Jesus was in Judea, okay, they're not emotionally abusing him, but they could have, you know, we could say that they could have said, why are you going out? Why are you leaving? Why are you going to this solitary place? Don't you care about us, Jesus? You just go to this place to be by yourself. You don't care about us. They could have done that. I don't know. But this is the kind of thing that can happen is that you are walking out with your values. Somebody questions you. And then you start to question yourself and question your values and you start to struggle with the the lack of boundaries. So again, I want to just come back to the beginning of this podcast. I started talking about from the beginning, where were you at in the beginning of your life? How has your attachment shaped you to be able to recognize if somebody is one taking advantage of you, if there's emotional abuse that's happening, if you're causing it to someone else, and that we, I want your attachment to be to the Lord. And so I just, 
pray for the Lord to actually open your eyes to kind of go back and allow healing to happen with any of that broken attachment, any of this that place where you experienced emotional abuse, but you didn't see what it was. And so now that you could be walking around in this wavering place of insecurities because you don't know who you are in Christ. God wants you to be confident in who you are. He wants you to have this clear understanding that you are a child of God. And so I want to empower you to be able to make healthy choices that even if it's somebody that's so important, like a mom or a good friend or a sister, that you can say, you know what, I love you so much, but this behavior is hurtful. And I didn't do anything wrong in this situation. And if I did, please come and talk to me and let me know. That's healthy. Okay, so the first thing is that change starts with you. Unfortunately, you're the one that has to make the choice. We can't keep blaming. Okay, and number number two, we got to get Jesus to struggles. When we're in this emotional pain with other people and relationships, we got to learn how to say, Jesus, I give it to you. And so I want you to just picture that right now as you see yourself with this bag on the back of you. Just see it going to Jesus and you're just giving him this backpack. And some of you, I feel like you have a few backpacks and really heavy ones. Pause the podcast if you need. I want you to just give it to Jesus. Okay, and then the next piece is to develop a clear sense of your identity, the confidence of who you are as a daughter or son in Christ. Again, Jesus didn't get stumped when he cast out demons or if he was challenged by the Pharisees. He just stayed on course. I'm here to bring the kingdom of God. Okay, and then number four is, I don't want you to go make an emotional decision. So even if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm going to go tell this person this, Slow down. I want you to talk to somebody first. Talk to the Lord. Journal about it. Process about it. So many times when we just take a moment and we talk about it, we have a different outcome. Okay? And then the last one, this is the biggest, the most important thing, is to get in the secret place with the Lord. This is going to help your identity. Psalms 91, where it just really draws you into that place of just you and Jesus, just you and God. Okay, if in that place you may want to worship, you may want to pray, you may just want to soak and just listen. You may know you may want to word read the word and get into the Bible. But the Lord wants you to have a clear vision from him. People who manipulate and cause emotional abuse define love as con- you doing everything they tell you to do. That's not love. That's not unconditional love. Jesus unconditionally loves you no matter what. When you sin, he still loves you. When you cause pain to someone else, he still loves you. When there's sin, he still loves you. His blood covers it all. We need to allow Jesus to unconditionally love through our struggles. And we need to learn what it's like to have other people unconditionally love us. And when to have healthy boundaries in situations where there's people that are not treating us with kindness and respect. And then we need to know how to deal with this. And so we need to be drawn into the Lord. Slow this, slow things down so that what you think about is of the Lord. We are not of earthly vessels anymore. We are 
heavenly vessels. Philippians 4, 8 is beautiful where it talks about to think on whatever things are true, noble, just, and pure, whatever things are lovely, of good report. Meditate on these things. And so I just pray right now for the Holy Spirit to come and start moving in you in ways to, to show you how to interact with yourself, how to interact with other people, how to get healing from your childhood. That in John 14, 26 through 28, he talks about that this advocate, the Holy Spirit, the comforter is coming. That the Father sent in the name of Jesus. That this Holy Spirit is teaching you all things and reminding you everything that Jesus said to you. And he says, my peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives you. Don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So I pray for healing over emotional abuse, mental abuse, psychological abuse. I pray for healing and I pray for the gift of discernment for you to be able to know how to operate when you recognize it. That you can be kind. You can be like Jesus. You can be patient. That the Holy Spirit will guide you in your thoughts, with your emotions, with your words. The Lord wants you to be courageous and fearing God, not man. Proverbs 29, 25 says that the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. So I pray for a healthy fear of the Lord and that you love other people, you honor them, but you fear the Lord more than you fear, fear people. And so we thank you, Lord, for the transformation that's happening in difficult relationships and difficult situations and that what we once thought was impossible is impossible with God. And I pray that the Lord gives you clarity that if you do need to have a healthy boundary with somebody, that you do it for a certain, certain period of time and that during that time, the Lord brings such healing to you. And so I just pray that he's starting that process right now and that from the tip of your head all the way to your feet, there's a confidence and a courage that's growing within you that your identity is a child of God and that is the most important thing that matters and that from that grows love, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. And I pray for the hearts of the people around you that are struggling with healthy boundaries, struggling with emotional abuse. I pray for the abuse to stop. I pray for the Lord to come and work in their life and for that boldness and courage to come over you to set up the boundaries that you need to set up, to know the confidence of who you are, that you are loved, you are brave, and you are courageous. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, 
or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.